enchanté. What is up, Tidy Whities? We are back again with another Two Tight Ends podcast. I am your co-host, Connor, and joined with me is a man that has not been convicted yet. Oh, Neil, you're not going to introduce yourself? Or do we need to go by by, by (laughs) an alias now? Uh, yeah, yeah. What's my, what's my, uh, uh, witness protection name? I forgot. Uh, Eugene, I was pretty sure. Eugene, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm your co-host, Neil, everybody. Uh, what's up? Great to be back. Uh, screw Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I was never convicted. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. We we settled out of court. (laughs) Wow. Okay. What an intro. I can't ask for anything more than that, I guess. Right. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, anyway, why don't we just get straight Uh, into it, Neil? Yeah, man. Hey, MLB season is coming to an end, honestly, in 10 days. Who knew? Um, who, knew? Some, who knew? I keep forgetting. <laughs> it's 60 games, man. I think you said it earlier before we started recording. 60 games goes by quick. It does, yeah. Wow. I think we just saw that postseason games are starting like the t- – or wild card games. Wild card games start the 29th. And we were like, mm-hmm. oh, that's 10 days away. <laughs> didn't didn't expect that that's, one. Yeah, that's really close. Uh, quick news before we talk about the playoffs, though. Uh Last night, Todd Frazier, third baseman for the Mets, uh, he he gave a uh, he he was pitching. He he was put in as pitcher for for an inning, and he he had a one two three inning, had a strikeout uh, with a knuckler as the the third strike, a knuckleball going like fifty miles an hour. <laughs> man, I just wanted to shout at him out. That was awesome. A good old knuckleball. Good old knuckler in there. <laughs> <laughs> gross i don't like it yeah i just wanted to just wanted to point that out real quick that was pretty cool no honestly Uh i mean the thing is is baseball players get so used to hitting off of you know pitchers who are just like throwing heat throwing these bring i mean obviously because like that's what they're made for like that's their that's their specialty so Mm -hmm. that's what they used to hitting off of but you know when you got to put a position player in there it throws a lot of batters off and it's sometimes it works surprisingly well that was one season so i was i was a i was the clubhouse manager for the orm owls shout out orm uh for one season and in it during one of the games the we had to put one of our catchers in as a pitcher and mm-hmm. he was striking guys out right and left with just fastballs and knuckleballs. Like no one could hit off of them. Oh my We're like, gosh. yo, where has this guy been? Why isn't he a pitcher? But yeah, I mean, obviously it's just cause it was just throwing off their timing and, and stuff, yeah. but it was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. That's almost, yeah. You're, you're getting 90 to hundred mile hour fastballs. And all of a sudden this guy comes in throwing 50 miles an hour. Yeah. Not ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching it in slow motion, but you're, yeah, it just throws you off so much, but Man, right. the standings this season are so wild too. I, I Weird, obviously man. I think it has something to do with the sixty-game season. You know, we talk about the sprint more than the marathon mm-hmm. that is baseball this season. But I mean, right. when you have the Tampa Bay Rays and the Chicago White Sox and the Oakland A's in the top sp- spots for the uh, the AL, and they're uh, they've also clinched a spot in the playoffs. It's a wild season. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that, at the very least. 
it, it is wild. And on the NL side, it's wild that the Marlins are going to be in the playoffs, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it's even wilder that the Nats are dead last. Weird, huh, Neil? Hey, listen, if it was a full season, okay, we would make a comeback just like we did last year. Okay, all right. <laughs> Get off your get off your wagon, all right. The season doesn't count. Who cares, right? <laughs> no, only asterisks for the Astros. We talked about this. It's okay. The Cardinals suck this year too. They're sitting right at five hundred, and they kind oh, of started the I'd, whole COVID thing. So whatever. I'd, I'm over. I would it. love for the Nats. I would love for the Nats to be five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but no, uh, aren't, aren't the, aren't the, isn't the MLB doing uh, a postseason bubble? Is that right? They are. So pulled up a little bit of news on this. This comes from ESPN and yeah, apparently the entire postseason. So wild card, um, comp, your division, I mean, division games and the world series will all be played in Arlington, Texas at the Rangers new facility. So they're putting a bubble together. They saw that it worked so well for the NBA and they just want to try to limit the amount of exposure as possible because obviously it messed up the regular season so much. I mean, it was only a 60 game schedule and among all the different ball clubs, they had 45 total postponements this year. I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah. That's a lot. And you know, you don't want that happening in the playoffs. So yeah, yeah try to bubble it up. Who wants to double header in a playoff series? That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah uh, they probably awesome. they probably wouldn't you know but could you imagine they're like all right well for games three and four it's a double header <laughs> like what no thank no. you no <laughs> yeah uh well the stooge rob manfred might do that but yeah possibly uh, you mean the what he definitely close second clown only to roger goodell yeah he's up there he, he's bad <laughs> uh but the 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 thing that he they actually did they banned alcohol celebration so there's no champagne there's no nothing in the clubs when they clinch when they win a series when nothing good because that's uh, the devil's nectar it shouldn't be in there wow well. <laughs> no i mean obviously it's for like covid spread or whatever i mean i don't think they're right. bottling covid in champagne this year but you know you got guys who are gonna like drink it and then spit it like they're triple h in the wwe or something and <laughs> i don't know things are gonna happen Corona's gonna get spread and so i kind of get where robert's coming from but at the same time uh you suck so yes just 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 so you know robert just so you know robbie you're the worst <laughs> he's the worst well in other sporting news Big Ten football is coming back. It's uncanceled, guys. Oh, my goodness. Just in time for this. Oh, wait. It's not starting for another month and a half. Well, I mean, to be fair. To be fair. They, to be fair. They, you know, they, they suspended most, like, you know, normal practices. I think, I believe some teams were still working out together and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to get, it's kind of their preseason. They're trying to get everybody back into football shape, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, um, here's my thing though, how I saw mm -hmm. this was this conveniently came after the first week of college football. And to me, it mostly just looks like, well, looks like it worked. Guess we'll join in. And I think that's, just oh, I dumb. think a hundred percent. I think, uh, well, not a hundred percent. I think that's, that's a big part of it. I think, I mean, I heard that players and, and, and 
parents and stuff they were picketing uh college the the presidents of the of the athletic programs and stuff like that their houses um so i think that that maybe played a role a little bit yeah that's true but, there was a lot of petitioning there was a lot of advocation from the athletes the parents the fans there was there was a lot going on with that but at the same time I feel like they should have just committed one way or the other, either commit to not doing it or commit to doing it. Just, just stick with something, please. Right. Well, and, and maybe what they should have done is, is waited and being like, well, we're going to, we're going to, and this is obviously easy to say hindsight is 2020, right? Well, and when you're not but in may- the situation, like we're, we're just on the outside right. as a couple of right. rookie podcasters. So. Right, exactly. But maybe, you know, maybe instead they were like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. We're going to continue until something major just, you know, happens and makes us not do it. Or, or I don't know. That's just a suggestion. But yep. it's, uh, it definitely is like, yeah, oh, actually, this is working out. Okay, well, let's try to do it then. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like it screws up a bunch of scheduling. And they, I, like, again, I, I would have rather they just committed one way or another. But hey, good for the athletes they deserve it they worked hard to petition for it so i i applaud them mm-hmm. for that yeah uh, college football has been pretty pretty good so far excuse you sir <laughs> oh i thought we were okay with that on this podcast <laughs> sorry guys I just yeah no it. that's where we draw the line that is where we draw the line <laughs> everything else is talk okay. about poop poop fetishes all you want but <laughs> <laughs> all right well nfl uh it it, uh, it's back in full back, force, baby. Back in full force. Love it. Yeah. So we left off last week. Um, we recorded day the first week of NFL football. Just you know, it was awesome. First full. Yeah. Day. At that point, we'd only had. Um, I'm pretty sure. Well, at full game, we'd only had the Texans and the Chiefs game that Thursday night football. Correct. Yeah. That's that's all that we saw at time of recording. Um, but this week, week one is done. Uh, the the Thursday night game, Browns, Browns and Bengals happened. But a, a quick little recap. I wanted to point out how interesting. Um, actually, let's sorry, pivot a little bit. Let's talk about the Monday night games. We did pick the Monday night games. Who we thought we were gonna, who we thought we were gonna win. Both Connor and I uh, actually went 2-0. We picked the Steelers and Titans to win. But actually moving forward, we're thinking we're going to pick every Monday night game because we usually record on Sundays. And then we're actually going to pick against the spread who's going to win. And then whoever has the worst record at the end of the season uh, is going to get punished. Uh, And we actually want – Don't tease me with a good time. You perv. Uh, no, we we actually want you guys to the audience to uh, write in. You know, tell us what what would be a fun punishment, something for for them to do, for something for um, Neil to do. Let's be real, uh, dude. I'm gonna crush you so bad. I'm gonna laugh so hard when you get punished. Okay, we thought about we thought about making it like money, putting money on the line, and that would be that would be all right. But I think it'd be funnier to do a punishment. You know, uh, a little more at stake there. I love it. I think it's a great idea, and mm-hmm. we want to hear from all of you. So be sure to email us two tight ends at two tight ends at gmail dot com. The two is spelled out T W O. Yeah, let us know. But a little recap of uh, of one of the Monday night Monday night games is uh, Titans and Broncos. They had a little bit of a dogfight. Broncos put up a really good fight against the Titans. As I we didn't said, think they would be would. that close. It's true. 
Um, but Derrick Henry, we, in a weird thing, he had 116 total rushing yards. But it seemed like a bad game from him, didn't it? It was. I mean, it was a bad game from him. He didn't have a touchdown. Um, but he had 31 attempts, I believe, which is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot for only 116 yards. Right, and his average was like 3.6, which is way low for him. Yeah, that is that is surprisingly low for him. And, you know, when you brought this up, it also made me think that, that the problem with that is the double standard as well for, like, a star player versus a, like, you know, role player or whatever, you know, or like kind of like a rotation guy just because – Let's let's put this in other terms. If you have LeBron James or like a Steph Curry who takes a lot of shots and he takes I don't know, what's a crazy number? Fifty something shots? That's a crazy number. Oh, that's but that's too many. Yeah, it's way too many. <laughs> 30, I'm I'm, I'm, ex- 30 I'm exaggerating shots. here, but you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah. like, more realistic. Takes like thirty shots and only puts up like twelve points. You know what I mean? Someone yeah. someone for that caliber, that's that's odd. Mm-hmm. So with Derrick Henry, if that was anyone else who had taken that many attempts and that many yards, maybe not anyone else, but for like a a second or third string running back, that's an amazing game for them. Mm-hmm. But for someone like Derrick Henry, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, he like I said, I think the the biggest one is the average, the the yard the yards per carry is was only 3.6. You usually want to be around like 4 4.2 for a good decent running back like you know one that's going to start or do a lot for you um but i believe Derek henry's like 4.5 or even more usually yeah and so that's that's way down and and hey credit to the denver defense with the loss of von miller i didn't i didn't think they would be uh as good as they seemed there last or on monday night yeah i did not expect that after the von miller injury but i don't know maybe that almost like inspired them a little bit to, you know kind of show out for their boy yeah yeah, and hey, they were in it for the most of the game. Um, Drew Locke played pretty nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was it was a nice surprisingly game. good. I agree. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and pick our Monday night game this week. Okay. Okay. So we have the Saints versus the Raiders. Um, be a good. Let match. me that pull actually up. Be a really good matchup. That is, I think that's going to be a good one. The Raiders looked pretty good last week. Yeah, they against did. The Panthers. Against the Panthers. So lost. Actually, I was I was really impressed with the Panthers, even though they lost. Um, cause mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned it on here that I am a Panthers fan, but with, you know, new quarterback at the helm, kind of a new system, like they're working out and with a few new additions, like I was actually really impressed with the way they played. It just sucks that they, they lost, but it was a close game the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like they only lost by like four, I think. Yeah, it was a good game. Kind of back and forth a little yeah. bit. Uh, so yeah, the saints actually are traveling to Las Vegas. It's in Las Vegas. Um, and the line is at five and a half. So the saints are favored at five and a half. Okay. Um, Connor, who do you have for that? Um, I'm actually going to take the Raiders on this one, even though taking the Raiders cover, huh? even though the saints are incredible, they just lost Michael Thomas at least for this week. So, so I think I'm, I'm pretty sure he's doubtful to play. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to make it this week. So I think they're either going to. I mean, obviously what I'm saying when I'm picking them is they're either going to win or they're just not going to lose by more than five. That's interesting. I'm actually going to go Saints because I think the def- it really the thing, the big thing is the defense for me last week played phenomenal. That's true. They were amazing. Which is usually so, the Saints' biggest weakness as well. 
Right, right. It could be, yeah. And so I think I think even with Michael Thomas out, I mean, they have Emmanuel Sanders. They have I, I think they always have that kind of one next guy up mentality for the receiving core. And they still have Kamara, they still have Tyson, Taysom Hill. Like I, I think they'll they'll be fine against the Raiders defense, which is all right, you know, no, nothing too too much. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pick Saints. Let me let me put that in the, the thing right now. Set it in stone. Saints and Connor is going Raiders. All right, sweet. Put it on the well, board. We'll, uh, put it on the board. We'll update you next week, guys, with who won that. I actually don't think we can but, technically say uh, that because uh, that's from. Who's what's uh, what is that called? It's it's uh, Matt Berry and Field Yates's podcast, like the Fantasy Focus podcast oh, the or something like podcast? that. Yeah, yeah, whenever they whenever they like make opposing picks, they're like, put it on the board. <clears throat> so it's copyrighted. Uh, yeah, you know, something like just that. Screwed us over. Wow. It's, wow, it's more like job. intellectual property um, at this point. <laughs> okay. Uh, allegedly. Well, hey, gosh. Uh, allegedly. Well, hey. So you actually brought up an interesting stat to me during the week. Uh, you, you found out that, and I didn't, I didn't realize this either. Russell Wilson has zero MVP votes ever. Is that right? So this came from a post by Bleacher Report. So technically you can blame them if I'm wrong. <laughs> Cause I did oh, zero further investigation. I just sent this to you and then put it into the discord for ideas to talk about. But yeah, yeah, I saw that and I was flabbergasted to be honest, like a guy who is consistently in talks of being the top tier quarterback for the team or not to, for the team, top tier quarterback for the league. And then also when people talk about just his effectiveness and the way he can scramble and like the way he clutches up, like just all these factors, but then to have zero MVP, MVP votes ever his whole career. It, I, I was astounded. I don't, I don't even know what more to say about it. He's had multiple seasons where he could have won MVP. Like, it would have been like, oh, yeah, he won MVP. No argument there, you know? Yeah. Multiple seasons, I feel like. Definitely. I mean, especially the the seasons where they were going to the Super Bowl pretty consistently. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl. Or last season. How did he not get one last season? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even then, like, there's there's, uh, multiple seasons where he should have, but I guess there was just other guys that – Mm-hmm. or better i don't know i mean mvp voting is so weird as we're, we're going to get into a little bit later with the lebron and Giannis drama but i don't know mvp voting i feel like is just so weird for any sport i don't i don't really understand where it comes from half the time huh that's interesting now now the next thing you have on here is booing at the chiefs texans game no i actually didn't hear about this what, what happened there? oh you didn't no i didn't okay so during that first game of the season they had a moment where both teams came together and like linked arms for the black lives matter movement and to just show a symbol of unity against fighting racism. And there was, and it was in Kansas city and there was booing, like a surprisingly loud amount of protests. What's that? Booing uh, for the protest? Yes, booing for, like, the... It wasn't a protest. I mean, it was just it was just or, a moment of unity. Right, not yeah. the protest. So for the moment right. of unity, there was booing in the stands. For the few fans that were there, people the were booing 17,000 fans, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, granted, Kansas is definitely a very, like, blue-collar, conservative area, mm-hmm. but, like... It's literally... They're just, like, fighting against racism, and people are booing that. <laughs> They're just standing so, arm in arm, weren't they? Yeah. So actually, my brother Ryan, shout out Ryan, 
he sent me a super funny sketch from Seth Meyers' show that uh, they, that uh, they had a, a, a whole sketch about this where there was the booing that was happening, and then Seth Meyers was like, but we actually had an interview with one of the players right afterwards, and then it's one of, like, it's an actor, you know? It's, like, one of his correspondents or something like that mm-hmm. who's in, like, a Chiefs uniform, <laughs> and he keeps going on about how he's like, okay, so instead of doing that, since you guys didn't like that, we're just going to make wristbands that say Black Lives Matter on it. He's like, wait, really? You you won't even go with wristbands? And then by the end of it, he's like, I mean, are you guys racist? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, definitely recommend going and checking out that sketch. It's 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 way more drawn out and funny than that. But I was just so shocked by the booing. I'm like, can we can we stop now? Like, just all sports are doing it. It's fine. Like, just just get over it already. Yeah, that, that seems weird. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear that. That's that's wild. Yeah. It was it was a uh, pretty pretty nutty. Uh, but yeah, the so the Browns, like I mentioned earlier, the Browns Bengals game happened on Thursday night. Uh, that was a pretty good game. Um, it was a much better game than expected. I'll say that. Well, because uh, you know the Browns got out early. They they were kind of dominating a little bit, especially on the run game. Nick Chubb, yeah. shout out, he's on my fantasy team. Great <laughs> great job. Um. But then the Browns, dude. I picked. <laughs> I'm in a different uh, uh, pick 'em pigskin thing with my with my buddies, and I picked the Browns to uh, to win by six, and they lost by five. Man, five. You mean the Browns won by five? Just because the Browns won by five. Thank you. Yes, yeah. uh, but just because of the the I think in the because of the spread last. Yeah, because of the spread. But but Joe Burrow scored a touchdown with like 40 seconds left. Oh like, yeah, that's right. Come on, dude. Man, betting is Dang a tough it, Joe. Game Quit showing off your value. <laughs> I know. But it, it, after the game, a, a discussion was going around the internet of, you know, who is going to have the better legacy in 10 years, Joe Burrow or, Bra- or Baker Mayfield. And I think that's – I think it's a little unfair to Baker just because Joe – there's a little recency bias, I think. Joe just, Joe's coming off a national championship – Number one pick in the draft, and he's only played two games. Like we really don't know what he's gonna be. Sure, there's a lot of potential, but we just have no idea. But I saw a lot of people on Joe's side there. I'm like, hey, listen, I know Baker last year wasn't great, but I think after this season, we'll, we'll know a little bit more. I think it, it, what he what he's gonna turn out to be. If I could rebuttal just a little bit though on that one, I mean, go ahead, Baker coming out of college he didn't he wasn't coming off a national championship win number one pick right yeah but i mean still both heisman winners and both number one overall picks Mm -hmm. so that's you know they have Mm -hmm. the comparison there well what well well well, no no i'm I'm not saying it's not a fair comparison i'm just saying uh i feel like baker just had the slump year right he just had a bad year and then a bad game Right. Wait, so wait, 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 that... wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. That's not what I'm talking about, though. So I'm, I'm just saying, oh, okay. like, it's Sorry. okay. You, you've agreed. We've agreed that it's a fair comparison. Yes. Okay. But my thing is that Joe Burrow is still zero and two on the season at this point. Now Baker Mayfield is one and one, but Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, in my opinion, and from what you were saying, a lot of other people's opinions, still has more potential. And I, I think I agree, actually. I think I think you're right. We don't have and a maybe, lar- we don't have a large enough sample for Joe Burrow yet. Where Baker Mayfield, we have right. a little bit of a larger sample. And you're right, he did have a slump year. I understand that too. But even even mm-hmm. outside of that, I still like the idea, or I still like the pick of Joe Burrow having a better legacy in ten mm-hmm. years. Okay, 
I think it's just a mentality um, thing. Personally, I think Joe Burrow came out of college hungry and humble and just mm-hmm. with a killer mentality of like, I just want to win. That's that's what a lot of is going around right now is he's just so obsessed with winning that that's all he cares about. Where Baker Mayfield coming out of college, I feel like was so arrogant and cocky and they got punched right in the mouth by going to the Browns. I mean, he had a good first year, eh. but he had a, he, he had a play. he had a good year for a first year QB, but like mm-hmm. okay, and what has he done with it? That's fair. He hasn't he hasn't done he much. Hasn't improved. Um, and we're actually we're actually going to discuss this later in our master debater topics. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, so uh, we're we'll move on, but we'll we'll kind of touch back in in a little bit. Actually, I have a few all right, all right. I have that. I have some thoughts, but that's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's I just thought that was interesting. Um, a good game though. Hey, to be fair to Joe Burrow, I think he looks really good. His team kind of stinks, um, but he's doing all he can with it, and and it's it's fun to watch actually. Yeah, that and that during that game, those were the thoughts exactly I had. Is man, if they can get Joe Burrow some help, that mm-hmm. team is actually scary. Well, yeah, and it's kind of weird. The, he has a nice receiving core. Like for a first-year quarterback, he has a pretty good receiving core. He has AJ Green. He is coming off injury and stuff, but AJ Green's there. He's a great wide receiver if he can return to form. And uh, Joe Mixon just Joe Mixon should be better. I think they need to hand it off to him a little more. Um, but Joe Mixon should be better. Like he's a good running back. Uh, I think Joe Mixon's okay. So, I'm, Joe Mixon's not my favorite. And now, granted, you know. It's it's hard to what's the right word? I mean it's it's hard to be the the star on the Bengals, you know what I mean? Like and at one point yeah. the Bengals were really scary when they had like Ocho Cinco and all these other guys on they had a lot of talent on that team at one point and then they just dropped off hard, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean with if they had like if you gave Joe Burrow the amount of talent that is on the Browns but they were but still on the Bengals or whatever, dude, they would be such a scary team. Oh yeah, they have way more talent. All I'm saying is he. I think people on the offensive side, and not even talking about because their line still stinks. You know, their offensive oh, their offensive line, line is, not is that good. garbage. He had no. T- he right. got, he got so, knocked down so many times. I'm just saying. Yes, I feel like a lot of people aren't giving a, a, enough credit to you know the wide receiver core, the running back that I think they Fair should enough. get. But Fair to enough. be, but they still are not that great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Overall, because okay. their defense is bad, their offensive line is bad. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that for sure. They need a lot of help. But if they can build around mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, I think they've got a real shot in the next few years. Mm-hmm. What, which, right, you were talking about that. I forgot. What My whole point was, and they don't they don't need to build – they don't need as many pieces as, say, like, I don't know, the Reds, the – ooh, ooh, I almost said it. Ooh, caught yourself. Ooh, say the football team. <laughs> the what? Which football uh, team? The, the Washington oh, football Washington team. Oh, Washington football team. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I feel like they they need a ton of help, you know, and may, they drafted a few guys here this year. We'll see if they're good. Um, uh, but I feel like you know they they have a few a few more pieces than some of the other bad teams. But that's just what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I definitely agree. There there yeah. is definitely a solid like it's got a how, how do people like describe houses like it's got it's got solid bones, and that's that's foundation. Yeah. No solid bones, not a foundation, but. Isn't it the same thing? Shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so I yeah, I agree with you. I think the Bengals have like a solid foundation, mm-hmm. so, some solid bones in there, but they just need to build around that now. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. We're on the same page there. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm glad we can still be friends. Mm, well, I didn't say that. But. <laughs> Don't just throw the F word around. <laughs> Jeez. 
Uh, all right, well, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, some great, great games. The Nuggets, they came back, beat the Clippers. Actually, they, they handled them pretty well in Game 7, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, did like, they win was... by, like, 20? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of that was, uh, you know, the garbage kind of time. Uh, not garbage time, but, like, you know, fouling and... And so, but no, I mean to be fair, yeah, they they beat them by by double digits were, and yeah, but they were up on them game. by twenty, like halfway through the fourth. I thought. I don't remember to be. Yeah, honest. it's been too long now. But I mean, yeah, they they like you like you put it best. They handled them for sure when people yeah. didn't think they had a chance. I I I I, I didn't. No, I thought they had a chance, but I didn't think they were going to win. To be like. I really thought the Clippers were going to pull this one out. And but they Clippers going to clip, yeah. man. Go to the playoffs like almost every season and then don't do anything. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's interesting because, I mean, you you you're, you brought up uh, an interesting point during the week. Uh, is Doc Rivers the worst postseason coach ever? Right, <laughs> man. Now, do you you have some thoughts on this, don't you? I do. Okay, so let me let me throw out a couple things for you because I saw a couple statistics and then I looked up some of my own on this. But one thing was I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere. I think it said that Doc Rivers has blown a three-one lead seven times in the postseason in his career. Where I don't know if it's seven. I think he's blown like big leads a lot, like seven times. But I don't think every time was three one. I thought it said three one was a couple. But anyway, my point is, is then it said like all other coaches combined for losing three one leads is five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which, which is astounding. Wait, no, he still he still lost a few three ones, which is still a lot. Um, yeah. Again, that's again, so I would have to go. Think... I'd have to go look up that. So I believe that was Bleacher Report again. I'd have to go look up that source. Mm-hmm. But excuse me. But do you think he is the worst postseason coach? I, which is a which is a weird almost oxymoron, right? Because like worst, <laughs> but he's in the postseason. But anyways, yeah. Do, do you think? Okay, th- and this is why because I brought that up, and then you're like, "Well, he won a championship," and like, yeah, I get it. He won one championship with the Celtics, which is great, mm-hmm. but he's also been in like a hundred and eighty postseason games. I think I said. Let me let me go look at my statistics that I looked up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's almost exactly a five hundred like a 500 record in the postseason he's 91 mm-hmm. and 89 so that means he's been to 180 postseason appearances and won one championship okay but the county argument would be you know well he's in the postseason like maybe you know maybe a few of those were bad lucks maybe a few of those were to he he is to blame you know uh but he's still in the postseason right like he's still the losses are where they matter the most so I, I don't know. Okay, but does that, does that... again, in terms of like, let's let's think about this as like mm-hmm. a salesman, right? It's all about the numbers game. So if you're trying to make the most <laughs> okay. sales, you want to make the most contacts, mm-hmm. right? Because you're assuming you're going to make like 100 contacts and only 10% of those are going to give you a callback. So you're going to make maybe right. 50% of those callbacks. So you're going to make five sales out of 100 contacts, right? If you've been right. to the postseason a hundred and well, it's not 180 times; it's 180 games. But if you've had 180 postseason games altogether, mm-hmm. you think you would have won more than one championship? That's all I'm saying. Especially with the teams he's been uh, a part of. But, 
But also, doesn't that kind of also show you how hard a championship is? I mean, he ran into LeBron. LeBron had to go through them. Everyone's running into LeBron. LeBron's been in the league for how many years now? He's been to the he's been to the uh, finals twice. He he's won once, you know. Okay, that's I that's th- fair. Just, he's fifty percent for finals appearances. But you're right. I right. think I think it is a testament to it's how kind difficult of like, it is to win a championship and how crazy it is to have like a dynasty like the Bulls or the Warriors or any of those teams that have dynasties. The you know? Celtics that he Celtics Lakers like yeah all all those teams that have like built dynasties and had dynasty runs. I agree. I think mm-hmm. I think that's insane, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I just think in terms of like the numbers game, I feel like maybe not even and okay, not even championships. won. he should have more finals appearances. Am I wrong? I mean, should the the, the keyword there is should should I, I I don't know. Like I'd have to literally go back and look at like where these losses were, where the his exits were. You know what I mean? Do it then. Like where he. Okay, I will. Because, <laughs> like, should he? Well, I don't know. Should Ty Lue be a championship head coach? No, he because is. LeBron was the coach. We talked about That's this. That's my thing. <laughs> exactly. Should he be? Okay, well, is it is it Doc Rivers coaching? You know, Le- I don't know. I, I think. I mean, yeah, obviously. I, don't, I definitely don't think he's the t- worst. Obviously, there's a ton coach. of factors involved. And, like, okay, like, we talked, we we debated two weeks ago or whatever it was, is Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? And and we, we talked mm-hmm. about that, and we talked about the, like, the many factors that go into that, and I agree. But I don't know. I, I just, I think Doc it's, Rivers is bad also, luck, man. Maybe it is bad luck, but it's also kind of like, um, it is different, but it's kind of like LeBron's record in the finals, right? He has a losing record in the finals. Does that mean he's the worst finals uh, player ever? No, I mean, I know. I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, you kind of get what I'm saying, right? Like, Yeah, but okay. But that, that, doesn't, that's also... that doesn't take away from his great like, – he still got there, right? Right. No, and I'm not I'm not trying to take away from that at all. I'm not trying to take away the, from mm-hmm. the fact that he can get there. I'm I'm just saying that I think there's a conversation to be had around the fact that he's only been to the finals twice with the amount of postseason appearances he's made as a coach and won one championship. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying because again, it, it, speaking of LeBron, okay, you brought up LeBron and his finals appearances versus finals wins. He has a losing record in the finals. You're right. That adds to the goat conversation in favor of Michael Jordan, though, where he's six for six in the finals. Right. I mean, right. that's that's all it is to it. But then, no, I mean, sure. Well, and we're not talking about is Doc the goat? Coach, we're not. Though, I'm not. I'm know? not saying that either. I'm just saying that that yeah. factor plays into it into like mm-hmm. talking about his overall legacy. Sure. That's that's interesting. I think the I think since he has been the head coach of the Clippers especially um it has been a series of well cuz like it was a little bit of bad luck with uh Chris Paul, Blake, that team was never uh fully healthy I don't think, you know, in the playoffs. Chris it's Paul's true. They always, always had they always Blake. had issues, but I just think mm-hmm. he's, and then, he's been part of teams that have plenty of talent mm-hmm. to like get there. So, I mean, maybe yeah. there is something that he could have done more. Again, mm-hmm. I'm you know, I'm and I think on here, but as long as and I think as long as the Clippers can stay together, I think next year, like usually with super teams, quote unquote. And I know I guess they're not a super team per se because that's usually reserved for like three superstars and stuff like that. Right. But for the for the team that they have together, usually it takes. It, it history it usually takes a year to get it together 
Um, there are exceptions, like say the Lakers this year. Again, not necessarily a super team, but this is their first year fully together and they're doing really well. But True. I think that's an exception. Like usually it takes a year or so. Oh yeah, to get, you also have to get put it in the LeBron factor for the Lakers. Right. Right. And so I think if they stay together, I think they're going to be really, I they should. I mean, it's championship or bust next year for sure if it wasn't already this year, you know. At least finals or bust. I don't know about championship or bust cuz I don't I don't like to cuz again, there are so many factors involved. I don't like to say like, "Oh, they have to win the championship or else." you know right but um i agree with you i i do think that there's there is a certain expectation for them next year that has to be met or else it's just over mm-hmm. no yeah that's a good point but i think this the nuggets surprise everybody hey let's not take away from them okay oh man nuggets yeah. played fantastic they came back from two different three one deficits in the same playoffs i'm pretty sure that's the first yeah. time that's ever been done too i, I saw it, yes it was yeah, yeah. which is, which is yeah, absolutely insane it's insane jamal murray and they have the so much fight insane yeah. i think they're i think they're kind of carrying a lot of confidence now i mean the lakers did route them last night <laughs> but they didn't lose by that um, much like it it wasn't it wasn't like a blowout totally it wasn't totally crazy but it's like but they did, they did dominated the lakers ever the feel like yeah did the lakers ever feel like out of con, you know yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they felt like in control the whole time no i i i definitely hear what you're saying that's that's for sure yeah but i think i think that series okay well, so based off the first win and everything do you um i can't remember exactly what you said do you remember what you said for the nuggets versus clippers what what the the series turnout would be oh i'm pretty sure i said clippers and 6 clippers and 6 yeah no, no, I'm saying Lakers Nuggets. Oh, sorry, Lakers Nuggets. I'm pretty sure I said mm-hmm. Lakers in. I think you said Clippers. Probably. Anyway, um, oh my bad. No, it's all okay. I mean, two LA teams. What are you gonna do? Um, yeah. I think I said Lakers in six. I believe. I think I said Lakers in five or six too. Um, does that? Any, does your opinion change after the first game? And feel like they can correct us on that. We might be. We might have <laughs> yeah, to go back please. and listen to that one to see what we actually said. But. Um, yeah. Sorry, so after that first game or after the series with the Clippers? After the first game. No, after the first game, does your uh, opinion change? Or both, I guess. Yeah. No, I don't think it does. I think it's, I still think it's mm-hmm. Lakers and six. Um, I mean, it could be even less than that, but I, mm-hmm. I don't like to judge off of one game, especially because you yeah. look at, like, the – what was it? The first round and the uh, Magic took that first game away from the Bucks, and the Blazers took that first game away from the Clippers. So – or right. not the Clippers, the Lakers – and so yeah. can't now i'm doing it um so yeah I, I i don't i don't like to judge off of one game solely um so mm-hmm. i don't know my opinion doesn't change on that okay yeah same i still think it's lakers um i do think nuggets will definitely make it interesting win a couple games but yeah it's gonna be lakers i i do think it's gonna be fun though i i like the i always rooting for the underdog and stuff and so uh, on the flip side, the Heat and kind of rooting for them as technical underdogs. They don't really seem like underdogs though, because they beat the first the first seed. That's because they're playing um, like dogs know. though. Oh my gosh! They're, I well, yeah, they're not playing like underdogs, but they're technically the fifth seed, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's good. But speaking about the the Heat, they are up two zero on the Celtics. They do play tonight. We're recording this on nine uh, September nineteenth. Um, yeah, they they're up. They're up 2-0 on Boston. I think this is a pivotal, pivotal uh, game three. This is kind of, I feel this is kind of make or break the Celtics season right here, right? I agree. Yeah, and especially w- there was reports that 
it looked it sounded like Marcus Smart was kind of the one kicking it off, but him and Jalen Brown apparently like got really into it in the locker room afterwards, had to be separated. He was shouting at other guys, calling them out, stormed out of the locker room, uh a bunch of things went down. Mm-hmm. But And and apparently another another report came out that said Brad Stevens had like a really really late night, like got everybody together to clear air. Again, these are just reports. We don't know if it actually happened because to be fair, uh Ennis Cantor, he came out and said, Oh, this is all bullshit, like don't listen to the media and stuff. But I mean, he might just yeah, be doing that, was, that though to like save face to, for the team because no, for sh- for sure, no one wants to look yeah. like they're imploding. That's the hard thing. You right. know what I mean? Like you don't right. you don't want to show weakness in a situation like this right. where if the Heat know that they've got you by the throat, like they're gonna keep mm-hmm. going. I, yeah, they're gonna keep going either way. I mean, yeah, they're gonna keep going yeah. either way. But especially if they know, oh, this team's oh, yeah. imploding. Like let's just keep just hammering them. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's not looking good for the Celtics, but I agree. I think this next yeah. game is is extremely pivotable. Pivotable? That's not a word. Pivotable. Piv- pivotal <laughs> for them. Yeah, yeah. Like if the Celtics win, I think they're right back into it. Just like the the Raptors versus the Celtics when the Raptors won that game three by a shot. Literally, that last shot won them the game three, and all of a sudden the Raptors are in it. It's a game seven. If the Celtics went on to go up three zero. You know, I don't think it's going to seven games after that. You know? Yeah, I agree. Actually, okay, so that's what I, you just made me think of this. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you this now: is if the Heat win the next game, is it a sweep? Um, no. You don't think don't you don't think, think so. they'll just sweep them? No, I think the Celtics are just too good. It's all about pride at that point. I just no, it probably gentleman sweep if they go up three zero right now. I think. Okay. Okay. Now here's the next thing: is if the Celtics win the next game, win game three, does it go to seven? Mm-hmm. Or do you think the Heat still win it in I in still, I, I still, I picked the Heat to win in seven. So I'm going to say yes. If if Celtics can win this game, I think, I think they'll win. If they win this game, they'll win the next game, and then it kind of goes back and forth until game seven, I think. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can buy that. But it's been great series. It's been a dogfight every single game, and it's just so fun to watch them battle it out yeah like both celtics celtics has so much talent and it's just so crazy that the heat are able to last game they came back from 17 down and uh and, and they've made some amazing plays kind of like the uh the block that bam had to seal game what was it one uh, in overtime yes, right? yes yeah. yep yeah yeah i mean he Which, he freaking caught that thing as it was coming down that was nutty mm-hmm. Did you see he said uh, his fingers went numb right after that? Oh, I believe it. I mean, <laughs> like, dude, oh Tatum gosh. bent his hand all the way back with that yeah. dunk, but he just, like, caught it and was like, no. Nope. Oh, dude. And, and Bam kind of not, not, not nowhere, but Bam kind of came out of – I didn't think Bam was ro- rotating fast enough to get it, you know? I thought, I thought Tatum was going to have that dunk. Are you saying that Bam's a superhero and teleported or what? No, I'm saying oh, okay. he's – He's a magician, and he teleported. <gasps> so, <laughs> okay, but here's no, here's a... the thing. Here's the thing. Did mm-hmm. Bam or Kawhi with the three finger block, not one finger block, the three finger block? Did who had the better block? It was Bam. I mean, context included, it was Bam. Yeah, for sure. I I completely agree. I think I think that Kawhi literally sealed the, the game. One I think win, that Kawhi yeah. had the more like viral block because he had that like one finger picture going around but i agree i think bam was the much better block because that thing was like already going into the hoop yeah. and he like brought it back out 
And it's so much better when you get like a whole hand and like swat the shit out of it. Yeah, you know? true. Then, true. then it was cool what Kawhi did, but it's it just looks better, looks cooler when they just the two giants meet at the rim. Like that was awesome. Yeah, that was. I agree. That was that was just so nice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, can't get enough. Of that. I gotta watch that over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do have to say really quick. You're talking about this. This has been a great series. Honestly, this postseason has been incredible. Like, you know, yeah. NBA got messed up with COVID, just like every like the rest of the world. And coming back mm-hmm. in the bubble, nobody knew how it was going to go. Man, it has not disappointed whatsoever. No, I've been loving it. Yeah. But uh, so Giannis came, not came out, but what? <laughs> uh, Doesn't he have a yes, kid he, he, and a wife? so actually fiance he has a fiance again so (laughs) i guess true that doesn't Uh, mean anything just because there's just because there's a goalie doesn't mean he can't score ayo but no so he won it came it came out that he won the mvp as i thought he would as a lot of people thought he would um i believe he's the third person to win mvp defensive player of the year in the same year yeah Um, and he's also one of five players i think to win consecutive mvps and he's what 25 years old something right? something like that <laughs> something yeah like that. he's like a year younger than i am or something like something i can't remember crazy uh which was which awesome but uh a, uh lebron quote came out and said he was pissed that he only got 16 first place votes uh what what are your thoughts on that do you think he should have got more do you think he should have won i think you said you you think he should have won right no i don't i don't think he should have won mvp but i think he got snubbed on votes i don't think i think the the outcome is correct i think Giannis is mvp everyone knows it and i think the thing that people are forgetting again is this is pre-bubble this is not the bubble is not taking into this even though the regular season did continue in the bubble all of this comes from pre-bubble. So, right. yes, I believe Giannis is the MVP. Did LeBron deserve only 16 out of 101 first-place votes? No. I think he got snubbed on votes. Right. And here's the other thing, though. Here's the other thing, though, is that he he got 84 second-place votes. He got the most second-place votes. True. So it's like, I don't know. I, I Snubbed is an interesting word, but yeah. It's true, because... I mean, when you say snubbed, it's like, oh, he well, he got snubbed out of MVP. It's like, I don't think so. Like, he yeah. didn't, you know, he he did not get snubbed from out of MVP because like mm-hmm. he definitely deserved it, and obviously it was between him and Giannis. But I think Giannis yeah. is very well deserving of it. I am a little surprised looking at the voting results. I'm a little surprised Harden didn't get any first place votes. I am a little surprised just because people do like scoring. He was the number one scorer. Crazy, like what he finished with, 35, 36 per, points per game. Insane number. Yeah, true. Uh, and the and the Houston Rockets finished, what, fourth? Like, it's still really good. I'm surprised he didn't get any first-place votes. Uh, he got – and then only one second-place vote. Yeah, that, um, that, was, that was really surprising. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I but, feel like voting's yeah, gotten I mean, weird in recent years, though, just because, like, you know – Steph Curry was the first player ever to get unanimous MVP or whatever. And I remember you talking about that a little bit when that happened saying like, it's just odd that like he's the guy to become the first unanimous MVP on that season where like there's other players that had seasons that definitely deserved unanimous Mm -hmm. MVP. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, that, yeah, I think that's true. But also thinking back, you can, I mean, think about the errors, like, 
uh, uh, like Michael Jordan, you can kind of see how he never won a unanimous because that's how good the other players were yeah. too. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, <laughs> like, he's playing up against a ton of stars. Yeah, and not saying Steph's competition was bad in no means. I just yeah, it's interesting that he was the first though. Yeah, so. no, I, I I completely agree with you. Yeah, but it, yeah, LeBron said he was pissed about it. Maybe that's why he played. He played really well. He didn't even score a lot. He almost had a triple double. I think he had you know, thir- 12, 13 assists or something like yeah. that. He played great last night, which I think is like kind of the Lakers ideal if if they're winning if they're playing great everybody's playing defense and then lebron puts up 15 8 and 15 you know assist and then anthony davis had 37 i think that's kind of their ideal recipe if lebron doesn't have to do everything give it to the ad but lebron's still there just in case you know what i mean i mean definitely yeah I mean, he, he's the epitome of the power forward point guard you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. the point forward that's yeah. that's what you need i mean yeah small forward but it, even still like i mean mm-hmm. he's huge and fast but then can play like a point guard like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you don't need him to do everything but he can do everything so i agree right. I think- and, and him getting a little older not that he like you said not that he can't but i think that's kind of their ideal recipe especially moving forward is if as long as it is working you know give it off to ad let him be the huge scorer that he can and lebron can just facilitate get his own here and there yeah yeah and rondo was like surprisingly good that game too rondo and and uh dwight howard their oh man their bench is just everybody's buying in everybody loves it everybody's playing great it's gonna be hard to stop them man yeah it's gonna be hard to stop them um all right anyway point is yeah lakers are gonna be dominant it is what it is but moving on so i found this new artist and by new i mean new to me it looks like he kind of started becoming a little popular about a year ago started like kind of making a name for himself how i found out Mm -hmm. about him was uh from an instagram page uh the well it's just the rap instagram page and they you know always talk about new up and coming artists or people who have signed anyway i guess post malone like signed this guy his name's clever to his label or i don't even know post malone has a label or he helped sign him to his label whatever whatever the case may be but in my opinion, I think he sounds very similar to Post Malone, and I love him. He has one album out, one full album out right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, but where he started getting popular was he was getting featured on a bunch of songs. So he's he's been featured on a song with uh, Enelie Chapa that I'm about to show to Andrew and get his his reaction on it because he's I, I texted Andrew or Neil or whatever your name is nowadays. <laughs> um, I texted him about I, this guy. I have seven names, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I texted about this guy. Uh, earlier in the week, told him to look it up. He still didn't. And so I said, okay, let's do a live reaction on the podcast because I think that your reaction would be great. I like this guy a lot. And uh, anyway, but he's been featured on a bunch of people like Enelie Chapa, the song Stick By My Side. He was featured on a song with uh, Juice World on Juice World's like second album. Not the most recent one, but the one right before that. And he was also featured on a Justin Bieber song with Post Malone. So... Hmm. We're going to get Andrew's live reaction. We're going to take a, a pause. Go and listen to the song yourself. Stick by my side. Enelie Chapa and Clever. And then we'll come back. All right. What do you think? Interesting. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah? Uh, I thought I thought both songs. We listened to two songs. The Stick by Me, which you mentioned. And then what was the other one? Stick by my side. And Stick by my side. the other one is Loyalty. So that's actually not on his full album. That's a single from a little while ago. That was one of his, I think that was one of his first singles. 
No, I, I actually liked it a lot. Uh, I'm definitely going to look him up more, more, more of his songs. The and hopefully I can describe this right. The immediate vibe I got. I was a little surprised by his voice. Great right. voice, by the way. Right. Great. Great voice. Um, but I was a little surprised. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting like uh, he was very. He's singing very like. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Well, here's the thing. I got a very 80s rocker vibe almost from him. Oh, yeah. His look, let his me look 100%. No, not even just his look. Oh, though. the singing his too? look for sure. The singing, like, I, his, like, his, his, uh, his valleys and his peaks kind of sounded like, I don't know, he could front for, like, Journey or something. <laughs> like, I, like, try to go back and listen to it. I don't know. I was getting, like, this huge, like, you know, he could be singing in a stadium some Journey song. I don't know. I don't know. I think you need to go back and listen to it a little bit, but that's kind of what I was getting for. That's and, and that's not a bad thing. I actually like that. But and then he had this like trap bass, you know, trap beat behind uh-huh. him. It was very. It was. It was. It was cool. His. Uh, no, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was interesting. So, like I said, I was not expecting that voice. Yeah. So interesting. You bring up that he sounded kind of like '80s rock because I watched some mm-hmm. other like YouTuber reactions to this song. And a few of them actually said he sounded like almost like alt rock, like almost like an all American rejects or like, a. actually mm-hmm. one of them said like Lucas Graham, who's not alt rock or punk rock or anything like that. But yeah, they yeah. said he kind of almost has like that, like two thousands kind of punk alt rock vibe type of thing. Kind I, of can, sound. I can kind of see that. And I think, I think from the lyrics, especially yeah, the lyrics yeah. were kind of like that punky, punky sound, you know. That's true, especially that, that's with getting loyalty. really popular in rap. Yeah, especially with loyalty. I think yeah. "Stick by My Side" is definitely a little bit more of a a hip hop kind of, uh, right. in, in more in that genre. But that's also how, like, that's why I compared him to Post Malone. Is not only because he mm-hmm. signed him, but like he, I feel like he does sound kind of similar to Post Malone with that kind of wavering voice thing that he does. But also. Yeah where he's kind of in the rap genre, but he's also kind of in the pop genre, but then he's also kind of in the, like, like Post Malone yeah, has well, such, I, um, like such a diversity to his sound. Yeah, I agree. I, I've talked about this with my other friends, um, how I feel like Post, you can't really nail him to one genre. Yeah. He, he's, he bleeds into a lot of different ones. Which I love. He, yeah, I love he it. uses a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. And I could definitely see the comparison there. Uh, but I kind of want to show you what I'm talking about. Like, I kind of want to go listen back to it and show. I don't know. Maybe we'll do this off to the podcast. But uh, no, I just I, I really got these 80 vibes. But like I was saying, the alternative, I kind of get I definitely get that. But the way his voice sounded to me was like where I really got that 85 and his look that his look was very 80s, like rocker vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can uh-huh. I can buy it. I can buy into that for sure. No, that was interesting. Like I said, I'm, I'm definitely going to go check him out. And uh, yeah, the audience tells tells what you think. Uh, maybe maybe you check them out together, you know? Yeah, I agree. We want to hear from you. <laughs> clever, not yeah, Cleaver yeah. as Andrew likes to call him. There's not an A in his name. It's I, Clever. It's called Cleaver for the first. Oh my gosh, he still <laughs> does. And I want to fight you because of it. Gosh. Uh, yeah, it's not Cleaver. It's Clever. Uh, no, no, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's move on to our master debater topics. Dude, we need we need an intro for this. <laughs> we do. We need some kind of <laughs> is, some kind of. Sound that was drop. the lamest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, us trying to make the, the intro. Uh, hey, if anyone the first... out there can make a drop, <laughs> let us know. Send yes, it to us. That would Two be, tight be ends awesome. At gmail.com. That'd be awesome. Uh, or maybe we'll try to figure it out. But yeah, so the first one we got today is. Uh, can you? Well, actually, this is yours. Why don't you introduce it? Okay, yeah, I guess so. All right. I had this idea because I 
was at let me i'll set it up first i was at qdoba i was getting some food and this girl right behind me ordered nachos and i was like oh i also like their nachos i'm also a nacho connoisseur of qdoba and then they were like okay so they put the cheese in the bowl and then they were like what meat do you want she got steak i was like that's cool and they're like rice me and she's like nope and i was like what you don't want any rice or beans or anything and I didn't, re- I didn't listen to the rest of her order because I didn't have to. I was like, I would never be friends with this girl. I, I don't know about <laughs> you, but I wanted to get your idea. If you can tell if you would just, if you get along with someone or if mm-hmm. you would, I don't know, anything with them, <laughs> if anything based on a food order, because I feel like I can based on that. <laughs> That's that's pretty funny. And I didn't quite fully understand what you meant until you explained it just then. <laughs> um, and my initial reaction is, oh, yeah, like, well, I think everybody super everybody kind of does this is like, yeah, you you judge them immediately. Yeah. Would, would you fuck with them? Like, uh, I don't know. Oh, they don't they don't order this on that thing. That's my initial reaction is like, oh, yeah, for sure. But then I really started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Hold on, Connor. I because I I've probably been in that situation of the girl where I'm just like, oh, no, I don't because I'm really picky eater. Like I've mentioned before. And I said, like, oh, actually, no, I don't want this, this and this and this on there. And then, you know, someone behind me is like, oh, I would never I would never be friends with that person. I'm just like, wait, but I'm a really fun person to be around. Mm, Well, I don't know about that, but like to me, it's almost like a bumper sticker because there are bumper stickers on people's cars. <laughs> okay, that, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. There are bumper. No, there, no, no, no. Yeah, there yeah, are bumper stickers on people's cars that, as soon as I see it, I go, "I don't want to know you ever. Never would. Never will. I'm good." And that's how I am on an initial food order at this point. It's so you're. Kinda, it's probably a good thing you and I didn't like go get food somewhere like before we became friends. Otherwise. I probably wouldn't have hung out with you. I'd be like, wow, he just gets like a plain hamburger. What a psychopath. Yep. Yep. Uh, the bumper sticker <laughs> brings up an interesting point because I guess, it, I guess if there, there might be some specific food items that you're like, really? Wow. Because yeah, there are some really specific bumper stickers that, uh, yeah, I think I agree with you that if I saw them, I'd be like, I never even want to talk to this person. I definitely don't want to. <laughs> Like, I know we would get along. Oh, man. The people who have, like, the the remembrance of some dead person that they have on their back of their huge window on the back of their truck. Like, okay, man. It's like a tramp stamp almost. Yeah. Like, what? I don't the The one that, the one that confused me the most was there was a period of time, like, five or six years ago that people were putting, like, uh, Bill Murray's like silhouette not not silhouette but like bill murray like a like a kind of an interesting picture of bill murray on the back of their cars i don't know why maybe it was just a california thing because i was in california at that time but i saw bill murray's face everywhere and i hate bill murray no i love bill murray i thought it was great i thought it was hilarious (laughs) but like i you just you, you that's yeah you just reminded me of that but i agree with you because i hate the people that have bumper stickers on the back of their cars that I, you can tell they think are just so funny and it drives or so me cool insane. or yeah. yeah like uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to give a good example, but like the ones that are like, if you can read this, then get off my ass. I'm like, Oh, I bet you thought that was really funny. I'm sure you or were ones cracking up about that one. Yeah. Or ones that are, uh, that are trying to like 
make fun of police or something like oh eat my dust cop or, or that was a really lame example but you know you <laughs> know what i'm talking about that came to your mind <laughs> i don't know dude but you know what i'm talking about where they're trying yeah, to like yeah. they're trying to be like dickheads to cops yeah for whatever or just reason. like i don't know trying to seem like tough or cool like i don't yeah. know I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty anti-bumper sticker and i think that was ingrained in my head from my father like he's he's <laughs> your father been taught anti- you well <laughs> pretty much he's he's always been anti-bumper sticker like he's even like, when come even when i got my own car he was like you put a bumper sticker on that thing i'm scrapping it i was like okay sorry my bad like he's like you don't your, do your, that. your father when you turn on your 12th birthday come here boy <laughs> you need to learn the ways of our family yeah pretty much i mean the, the closest thing i've had is i did have a window sticker of hashtag for paul because i'm a huge fast and furious fan huge paul walker fan so i had that after he passed away but that was it and i feel like that is not bad because most people would actually ask me they were like what is that for and I was like, oh for paul walker and they're like oh, okay cool that was it <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know it's funny that that topic got us on bumper stickers um but i don't know i feel like food is just so i mean i guess i was about to make an argument but you could say that about anything i was gonna say like i guess food is just like so it's a, so personal preference you know it's so subjective but again, you could say that well, about yeah, anything. Obviously. So, but all I'm saying is, if you're not getting rice and beans on your nachos. Don't hit me up. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, but but because of the uh, the uh, bumper sticker argument, I I can see what you mean. And yeah, no, Thank I, you. I, I I can definitely tell. I can tell. Mm-hmm. especially if it's a bumper sticker especially, especially. a bumper sticker mm-hmm. i feel yeah i think you're right because a bumper sticker it goes even further down the path of like you, i made a conscious effort to mm-hmm. stick this to the back of my car because i want this here forever and yeah. i want everyone to know uh, i saw this at a, at a mall bodega and i laughed <laughs> so hard and now this ha- everybody has to know I got this on my trip to Branson, Missouri, <laughs> and I was just dying laughing, and I need everyone to die laugh with me. Uh, I saw this on Etsy, and it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I was just, I called I called Marge, and she was laughing too, so I bet everyone would think this is funny. Uh, oh, Gus Johnson has a really funny video about bumper stickers. You should look uh, it up. Gus Johnson has a funny video about everything. Look up to, He's just hilarious. Look up, just look up Gus Johnson. He's great. Uh, Support boys supporting boys. Boys supporting boys. Um, all right. Well, my I, I, had, I had an interesting topic. Um, it was about Baker Mayfield, uh, and I, I wanted to ask: Is this Baker's last year to prove himself? We kind of touched on it a little bit, but yeah, like, what do you think, Connor? Is is he going to be like if he doesn't have a good year this year? If they don't, if they don't win some games, like, is he even going to be a starter in the NFL after the season? I don't know. Like, what do you think? That's a really great question. And I thought about it. I still don't know. <laughs> really? It's, which is a terrible answer for this. But here's my issue. Is the Browns have been through so many quarterbacks in the last, like, decade, for mm-hmm. example, that uh, I just I, – for what part of me thinks that they'll go, you know what? We just need to ride this out, and we need to, you know, fig- we need to change in other areas, not just keep drafting quarterbacks and hoping mm-hmm. they work out. You know, where mm-hmm. I look at someone like Jared Goff, who came into the NFL, didn't do that great, like his first season or two, I think, something like that, and then the Rams brought in a new QB coach, and he improved a ton. Or Sean McVay, yeah. 
Yeah, and Sean yeah. McVay. I think well, I think they brought yeah. in a new QB coach too. But exactly, like they switched up the coaching, they switched up a few other mm-hmm. things, and that's what helped him. Where I feel like the Browns just go, just draft another guy, just take another number one pick, and let's well, get it out of here. Well, and here's the thing: they just hired new coach, new head coach this year. He's supposed yep. to be like an offensive guy, Kevin Stefanski, and new GM. And that's I, true. I, that's true. And um again pat mcafee uh, uh i quote him a lot but he he's bringing up a good point where hey it's a new head coach and a new gm they didn't draft baker mayfield they he is not their guy you know so that's a good point how, how far is that leash for them and they kind of have to decide that it's like if he they don't have a great year this year you know their jobs are on the line too if they don't have a good year uh, are they going to try to draft a, one of their guys? Are they going to try to, you know, bring in a person that they that they actually want, or are they going to try to, uh, or do they think that Baker is the guy? Um, yeah, which is interesting. I, I think that's a great point. I just th- my my issue is, do I think this is Baker's last year to prove himself? I think that there's a a great possibility it is. I'm not going to say a hundred percent that it is, but I think there's a yeah. like like 60 to 75 percent chance that it is and but maybe not his last but uh it, it's it's a coming pivotal to year. it yeah a right pivotal it's year coming for sure. but my problem with this team is there is so much freaking talent on this browns and team so much expectation with that too yeah and they're just dog like mm-hmm. <laughs> how does it work? i mean no pun intended uh, but like I just don't understand how they're this bad consistently. Like, is it yeah. just the Cleveland curse? I don't get it. And it can't be because Cleveland, but like the Browns back in the day were amazing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but they've got to figure it out because one thing that I did notice from this game was Baker and OBJ were finally connecting. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt oh, like yeah. last year they struggled with that super hard. OBJ had struggled that season. Baker struggled last season, but he had that like forty-three yard touchdown to him. And then mm-hmm. even on some of these like quick routes, he was connecting with him. And so I feel like they're starting to figure out that chemistry a little bit, and that is a positive on on both fronts. You know, a positive mm-hmm. for Baker and a positive for OBJ. That if they can figure it out, I think they have a good shot. Well, and yeah, then and especially it, with their run game. Yeah. Yeah. And, I agree. Like that bomb he threw to OBJ, he was rolling out. He just set his feet real quick, and he threw a bomb to OBJ. It was, it was beautiful. It was great pass, and and kind of on the run, like and, and he had momentum. Like, um, yeah, I thought that was a great pass. And yeah, I think he's got he's got the tools. It's just like, is he gonna execute it? And I think this kind of not. To be fair, you know, never say never, all that good stuff. Like, yeah, maybe it's, let's say the Browns do cut him for whatever reason. Doesn't mean he can't go get a starting job anywhere else. But I think I think if they go if 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 they go six and ten or something like that, you know, miss the playoffs and they just look bad again this year, I don't think I think Baker is gonna have to maybe prove himself somewhere else. I really do. Uh I, I can definitely s- see it. I can definitely yeah. see it. And it, it kind of sucks. But then at the other hand, yeah, they that's the other thing is, though, it's week two, the start of week two. I, I'm still holding out. I want to see this year first to to pass judgment first, you know, like I want to see how well he does, because first game. Yeah, they were atrocious, but it's the first game. No preseason. They're still figuring things out. New head coach, new GM, and they have to play the Ravens. 
ouch like that yeah it just sucks for them so yeah, let's hold out true. let's see how they perform i hope this game that they just got like kind of gets them going a little bit like they look oh, great it's gotta in give it them, it's got to give them a monster amount of confidence yeah. honestly and they had like eight injured players on the defensive side too like hopefully they get back soon uh yeah i i think i think they're gonna be better but on the other side that division is so tough that's like true. you have the Ravens and the Steelers are on the comeback from last year because Big Ben's back. The yeah. Browns are no like that's that's not going to be an easy out. I don't think every time you play. So that division is tough. That yeah, that's a really good point. But and you know to your to your point that you made about the defense. I mean Miles Garrett is also looking really good in this game. Who Miles Garrett I feel like has been a little bit of an up and down player for a uh, what was he was he also a, a number one overall pick or number two or something like that. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I mean, they just got, they've got so much freaking talent on that team. Yeah. But Miles Garrett had a great play where he just came rushing off the edge and knocked the ball out of Joe Burrow's hand. And I can't remember mm-hmm. who the other guy was, but he was right there to fall on the ball on like the two yard line when they just got they just turned it over. I'm not sure. I, I did not watch that. I was unfortunately at work. I couldn't watch the oh, whole thing. Yeah, but, no, yeah. that that was great because w- what happened was they just kept trying to ram the ball into the end zone because uh, Nick Chubb had gotten really close to a touchdown and then they reversed the call. They decided it wasn't a touchdown. He was down before the line. And so they're on mm-hmm. the two yard line for four downs and they kept trying to get Nick Chubb the touchdown. It's like, it's like they just wanted to get Chubb the touchdown. <laughs> like they wanted, they're like, no, he deserves the touchdown. Just give it to him. And so <laughs> they kept trying to have him run it in and the Bengals kept mm-hmm. stopping them. And then they decided to do play action on third and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to go for it and that didn't work. So anyway, they turned the ball over the Bengals, I thought, I think they got a first down after that. They got like down a little bit. Anyway, but then Miles Garrett with a huge play off. came off the edge, knocked yeah. the ball out of Burrow's hand as he's trying to throw, and then someone else was there, like just ready to fall on the ball. Basically, it yeah. was great. And it it's kind of weird. The offense is it kind of should be a run first offense. You have Kareem, the two headed dragon of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb who are great running backs, but then you also have all this talent on the outside. It's like, it's yeah. kind of hard to choose what to yeah. go with. Like, exactly. <laughs> and I'll be honest. I think of something else when you say two headed dragon, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I mean, it's insane. And I'll, I'll be honest as a uh, fantasy owner of Kareem Hunt. I hate how little they play him. I'll be real mm-hmm. honest. I don't agree with the way they run the run game. I mean, Nick Chubb is great. Don't get me wrong. But you look at like the way the Saints ran Kamara and Ingram just a few seasons ago where they mm-hmm. were both incredible running backs and they played them like an equal amount. Dude, you couldn't stop that offense. They were so yeah. good. But and to I feel be like fair, it, Sean Payton, <laughs> I mean, Kevin Stefanski is not Sean Payton. <laughs> I'm not saying he's Sean Payton. I'm just saying, like, if you look – exactly, though, he's not Sean Payton. And if you look at Sean Payton's example, freaking learn from it. Like, use you that. You can try, because, yeah. Yeah, you can try. And I feel like if they gave Kareem more snaps, I think they would have an even better offense. Well, and I'm also saying that from a selfish fantasy point of view. Because <laughs> I was I was worried he was only going to have like nine points because that's what he had mm. bef- like at the half. And I was so scared. Well, that's the thing. The ball needs to go everywhere. It needs to go to those two. It should go to Jarvis. It should go to OBJ. Like there's a lot of miles to feed in that offense. Kind of it's gonna be hard to balance it all. But hopefully they do find a nice medium where everybody kind of eats it. But you know one person kind of shines every game. You know what I mean? That's like that's every, true, everybody's I, eating a little bit, and then one person shines every week. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I think if they can figure out that, I mean that's that's scary. They're a scary team. 
it, again, yeah, they're they're going to be either really scary or really stinky. Or they're going to be the Browns again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. All right. I like that discussion, Connor. Good job. Good job. Aw, thanks. <laughs> you stop it, you. Stomp. Uh, so, yeah, the, the next topic, let's get on to it. Pizza toppings. Are do's and don'ts, are there ones that you would uh, – are there, are there ones you would judge somebody for putting on there? A hundred percent. I just talked about someone's Qdoba order. I'm definitely exactly. judging on pizza toppings. This is pizza. <laughs> pizza is even more universal. All right. So what are they? Um, any meat is good. I'm okay with that. Yes. Um, uh, I'm. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Okay. Uh, but my thing is like sausage. I can do without. Agreed. Sausage, Actually. Agreed. Yeah. Like it's good and I'm fine eating it, but I'm like, eh, I don't want it every time. I usually don't order it for myself. Like, meh. Sorry. You know what I've actually discovered is one of my new favorite things is if you go to like Blaze Pizza specifically, they have a meatball option. Meatballs are really? fantastic. Yeah, because they break them up. So it's not like an actual ball oh, on your pizza, yeah. but they'll break them up and put like meatball meat onto mm-hmm. your pizza and it's fantastic. Anyway. It's a it's a meatball. It's a meatball. Anyway, point is get all the meat in my mouth. I'm great with meat on pizza. Um, veggies, great quote from Connor. Meat yep. in my mouth. 2020. <laughs> that's exactly it <laughs> yep. uh yeah lost my train of thought because of that veggies uh, i think veggies maybe. veggies are fine i like veggies most veggies mm-hmm. um not all i like um like basil i like basil on pizza i like green mm-hmm. peppers on pizza um mushrooms is considered a veggie even though it's not but i like mushrooms on pizza i like olives on pizza um gross, like a supreme gross, pizza gross, i'll eat a supreme gross, pizza gross 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 oh my gosh you are the <laughs> worst you are so picky it's insane yeah I, I don't i don't do any veggies except jalapenos i like jalapenos on there okay surprisingly as much as i love spicy things in general mm-hmm. i don't like jalapenos on pizza i think it gives it a weird flavor i i don't do it a lot but i'll, I'll do it if i want a little spice yeah eh, fair enough yeah but um i think the big question the the elephant in the room the don't do is it. don't do is it. pineapple pizza pineapple on pizza right oh, there it is okay here's my thoughts on pineapple pizza mm-hmm. i am not solely against it like a lot of people i think that is the weirdest hill to die on that people <laughs> that people take like they just decide that pineapple on pizza is the debate of the century mm-hmm. it's a freaking fruit dude get over it but now i think I don't want to steal your thunder, but I think you, we actually talked about this before and you made the point that I just don't like hot fruit. Is that right? Is that you? That is correct. Yes. Okay. I can totally buy into that. I think that that's a, uh, I think that that's a great point. I don't, I think hot fruit is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I will eat pineapple on pizza, but it is not a preferred choice. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. And I don't know why pineapple on pizza usually it like it usually is sweet, but I like a sour pineapple. You know what I mean? I don't know and what you so, mean. I've never had okay. a sour pineapple because I'm not a weirdo. No, it's like the the the. I don't know how to explain it. I guess, but I don't know. It's sour but yes, pineapple. No, I not don't. I mean sour. I guess it's like acidic, but acidic. I, I guess is the thing. It's like, but it's like there's no. I guess there's it just takes no, it out. There's like no sweetness. It's too sweet. Not too okay. sweet, but I don't know. It's it's a little weird for me. And yes, I am very picky. And Connor brought up uh, my point, which is yes, I don't like I don't like hot fruit really. I don't like 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 apple pie 
because I don't I love apples. I don't like apple pie because it's hot fruit, which is weird to me. I don't get it. I don't get myself, people, okay? I know you're questioning <laughs> me right now listening, but I don't even get it. I just don't like it. Uh, and yeah, pineapple on pizza. But <laughs> I I like the meme of it. But the yes, meme, yeah, that's agreed. True. The meme of it is funny. Uh, agreed, Connor. It is a weird d- hill to die on. <laughs> I will <laughs> say this. I thought this was pretty creative. I like this one YouTube channel, um, Smosh. They've been around forever. They've been they've been a big channel so, for a Sm- long time. Who, who's Smosh? No, Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> they have this one segment on their Smosh Pit channel. They have like four different channels, and uh, Smosh Pit is more of their like. Because they do sketch comedy mostly, but Smosh Pit is a little bit more of their like reality, just kind of having fun and goofing around. And they have this one uh, segment, I guess you could call it, or one video called "Eat It or Yeet It," and they <laughs> yeah. uh, they they have their producer make like weird food, and like person has to uh, if they ring the bell and decide they want to eat it anyway. What they did was they did a pizza episode where they had a bunch of weird pizzas, or maybe they were good pizzas. You don't know because it's kind of disguised. This one was pineapple pizza, but it's because the slice, like the bread, was an actual wedge of pineapple, and then it had toppings Yo. on top of it, like sauce and cheese and ham. That's wild. <laughs> and so and I was laughing so hard because I'm like, oh, pineapple pizza, like the meme of it, like you said. Yeah. I thought I yeah. thought that was funny. That is funny, but yeah. To be fair, I hate all all the veggies except for probably jalapenos on pizza mushrooms i don't understand how anybody likes them especially on pizza Ugh, gross um yeah. right. but you, you know what's you interesting? have the taste buds of my, a six-year-old my <laughs> i got into an argument with uh, my friend zach he came to visit me one time uh and we were getting into an argument because i was so picky and he, that's exactly what he's talking about he's like you need to grow up <laughs> It's it's real though, dude. I mean, I know that's what, I I talk about all the time how I used to hate guacamole, like mm. hate it when I was little. Then I liked guacamoles, but I still didn't like avocados. And now I love avocados. Like, yeah, just become an adult already, Andrew. <sighs> I can't, you know, I can't. Um, but <laughs> in the words of uh, in the words of Cody Co on uh, I can't remember what the song is called, but uh, girl, I'm going Peter Pan. So. <laughs> shut up no uh no i wanted to mention real quick though uh my girlfriend shout out my girlfriend caitlin uh <laughs> oh, we're just shouting out anybody nowadays huh yeah everybody makes a cut love no. you caitlin sorry <laughs> um she doesn't like bacon on pizza so you're with a satanist is what you're saying i guess so i guess she worships the devil because <laughs> I don't. I guess she worships the Dark Lord. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what kind of human. I, I don't understand. I've never heard that before. Like, they but she don't... likes bacon in general. Yes. 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 Okay, that's weird. I don't understand that. I, that's what I'm saying. She likes bacon in general, but not on pizza. How I don't is know. That? Maybe maybe it makes the pizza too salty to her taste. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just don't get it. That is sorry, sorry wild. for putting you on blast. <laughs> she, i'm sure if she's listening love you see you on the couch sorry <laughs> uh all right one last topic um so did you hear about this uh discovery that they made from venus or on venus no nope. you hear about this nope. so first time you you, uh, you put this in the notes and i was very skeptical i have no idea what you're talking about so a a recent study came out where they and i'm gonna probably botch this so excuse me you know i'm not very scientifically literate but um a a study came out where they they found 
a gas in the atmosphere of Venus that I think is phosphine or something like that. Uh-huh. And and the only the only way they know how that's made on Earth is from microbes and life. Okay. So there, yeah, the study comes out. The study's not saying, "Hey, we found life." The study's like, "Hey, these are kind of signs of a possible life on Venus, like in the form of microbes, could be, maybe." Okay. And and so that kind of brought up a question. First of all, maybe you you want to react to just the study first, but also, do you think there are aliens out there, Connor? Um. Yeah, I can answer both of those. So the first one. The reaction to the study. I mean, yeah, I, I think that obviously it's possible. And um, I mean, microbes doesn't mean intelligent life, obviously. It doesn't mean much, you know, right. but it's kind of like when they discovered uh, evidence of water on Mars. I mean, that was a huge thing, but it didn't really like lead to much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, well, not yet, maybe. But I think it, th- I think this is huge, though, because life anywhere else, it would be crazy, you know, in, in any form. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. It would be huge. And to answer the second question, though, I I think there's definitely intelligent life out there. I mean, the universe is so vast that like there has to be, right? Yeah, I, I just feel like, like there has to be. Exactly. Now, whether are we going to ever make contact, or we were going to see that intelligent life? Now, did we they gonna... build the pyramids? Probably. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting because like you said, it is so vast. Are we ever going to see that? Like, I agree with you. It's the universe is so huge. I feel like it's, it kind of has to happen. You one at least one, one other time. Right. I mean, we happen it's got to happen, but like I was saying, are we even going to ever make contact with that intelligent life? Who knows? Probably not. Or are we just all in a simulation like Elon Musk thinks? (laughs) I mean, probably. The Matrix is a documentary, so um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. The other, the other thing, the follow up that is, what about the whole like Area Fifty One, like mm-hmm. declassified document? Have you gotten into that at all? Um, slightly. I did watch the Joe Rogan podcast on Bob Lazar, right? Okay. Um, and I thought that was interesting. I just, I'm, I'm just a very skeptical person. I have a hard time believing all of that right away when it's just it's not that i don't necessarily believe he's telling the truth it's just it's all uh anecdotes you know right um and so i i i usually am reserved and i stay at the position of oh until there's like concrete you know evidence all that stuff then then i'm gonna stick with the the position right with my position until i see concrete evidence so that's kind of where i'm at is like yeah, I just don't really think about that unless I have concrete evidence and all that stuff. Uh, most of it is anecdotal, no? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And here's mm-hmm. here's my take on all this is that with secrets like they like, pos- or the rumors mm-hmm. say are in Area 51 or like just government secrets in general, mm-hmm. my experience with my 26 years on Earth is that humans suck at keeping secrets. So my thing is if you have a facility like Area 51, there's no way that every single person that had like top level security access is going to keep that secret for that long. Everyone talks at some point. That's that's all I'm gonna say about it because yeah, I just don't I just don't know about a lot of these government conspiracies because at some point someone talks mm-hmm. and it, it's it's crazy because 
it's it kind of muddies the water when one conspiracy theory turns out to be true then like oh everything's true but it's like no the just this one was yeah you know exactly because yeah. i'm not saying conspiracy theories are are always wrong or always you know uh, I just don't know. I like, and like I said before, I just don't have enough evidence. Maybe I haven't looked into the evidence or whatever, but it's like, yeah, so sometimes they turn out to be true, but that's, I feel like that's the rarity. <laughs> like, yeah, like most I agree. of them, they're, they're the exception to the rule. hundred percent. And I think, and I think the, the whole Hollywood, the whole area 51 type alien that we're all thinking of. I personally don't think that that is, necessarily like out not out there but i don't think we i again no concrete evidence or whatever it's all anecdotal i just don't think we've been visited by a hollywood kind of alien like you know what i mean right like I yeah no i i definitely hear what you're saying and that's what because again you have it's all anecdotal and you have guys who are like i don't know they were government officials and they seem like you know they know what they're talking about they seem competent yeah. and then you have guys like tom DeLong. If you don't know who Tom DeLonge is, he is the former lead singer of Blink-182 oh, slash right. Angels and Airwaves slash other bands. Anyway, Tom DeLonge has apparently always been into like aliens and stuff. Well, he appeared on the Joe Rogan podcast since we're talking about it. And he started going off about how like there were people calling him and coming up to him and being like, you have to stop this. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, do you know how crazy you sound? Like, honestly, I think he's mm-hmm. off his rocker. Yeah. I I heard about that. I didn't listen, but yeah, I totally forgot. Didn't it, didn't they? That was kind of not the whole reason, but part of the reason they because didn't they kick him out? Yeah, that it, it was mostly creative issues, but then right. Um, I they, think that kind of played a little part though, didn't? If I probably probably, and I know that like I'm pretty sure Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker they both said something to the effect of like he's always been like that, where they'd be on the bus and they'd be like staring at the sky, and he's like dude, there's easily like life out there and this is why and blah, blah. And he'd go on like rants and, and yeah. go on for hours on tangents about how like aliens have to be real because of X, Y, and Z. And like, mm-hmm. I've seen them and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, I think you're nuts, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're delusional. <laughs> yeah. And and like I said, I believe in, I, I definitely believe that there's alien life out there, but I think it's more like microbes in the atmosphere of Venus more so than maybe a Martian, the Hollywood kind of Martian kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if there is, like, other intelligent life out there, I feel like they'd be a little more similar to us, no? You know? Well, that's actually an interesting point. Is I was talking about this with Caitlin, my girlfriend, um, that we are we only look for carbon-based life, right? But right. we don't we, – because that's the only thing we know – we don't really know if there could be other life, like hydrogen based life. We don't know. Oh, that's a good point. So if, so I don't know, maybe, maybe there is like, and, and because a lot of times we look in like, you know, the Goldilocks zone where a planet is not too far away from the, the, just enough to make water, you know, to hold water. Yeah. And, and so we're always looking for that when we're looking for life and stuff like that. But you know, I don't know, a hydrogen-based life or something else might look totally different, might be able to, to live somewhere completely different. So, I don't know, man. I don't Pretty know, man. Okay, so here I have to ask you about, like, the other big, like, long-time conspiracies. So, Loch Ness Monster, thoughts, feelings? Uh, Probably a big fish. Okay, I'll go with that. Um, mm. Now, here's the one I really wanted to get into, Sasquatch. 
<laughs> Thoughts? Feelings? Concerns? Uh, Sasquatch? No. Yeti? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't like I like I said earlier. I, I I'm usually pretty reserved about it until there's concrete evidence, and I just don't think there's really concrete evidence out there. So no. Yeah, I agree with you, and mm-hmm. that's uh, so I found out recently uh, while I was on vacation that my father-in-law is actually a mm-hmm. very a uh, big believer in Sasquatch, not necessarily Bigfoot. Like there's not one Bigfoot, but there are like uh, Sasquatches out there. And he okay. started talking about like all this like evidence that he'd found or not him. He like not he specifically had found, but like mm-hmm. he dug up and like there was like videos and stuff. But again, it's like he said there was one like in Provo, Utah, apparently where this guy and his buddies, they saw this thing on the hill. So they started videoing it and then it like ran off. And then they went up there and they had like their friend stand in this exact same spot. And the friend was like half the height of the thing they saw. Like they showed like the video comparison. And okay. um, I don't know. I mean, it was interesting. Like it definitely brought mm-hmm. up like a point. And the guy even said in the video, like he, I mean, he sounded a little like, <laughs> I don't know, a little hippie kind of tree hugger conspiracy theorist like vibe to him or whatever but he did say was could it have been like a bear could it have been like this other stuff for sure but could it have been something else i think it's open you know like it's Mm -hmm. i'm open to the idea that it's out there but again i'm with you where like there's no real concrete evidence Mm -hmm. i don't know and uh, okay and then especially he brought up now that there was like these hikers in uh europe somewhere i want to say i think i think he said it was like switzerland or or germany or something that had a video of this figure in the distance who was like running uphill in the snow, like way too fast to be a human. And from how far away they were, it was like, cause they were like filming like a GoPro or something. And so, so it wasn't great footage, but like for how far away they were, it seemed bigger than a human as well. And it was just this like dark spot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. My thing with that is like, there's not enough video evidence, but what that does what that does support is the fact that there's multiple Sasquatches. They're not, there's not just one quote unquote Bigfoot that mm-hmm. like lives in Oregon somewhere. Okay. Here's my thing with that theory though, is <laughs> yeah. if there's multiple Sasquatches, how are they this elusive? <laughs> like right. there's, there, there's gotta be one dumb one that accidentally doesn't evade every camera or Over every person time, or yeah. every camper. Like they, they, <laughs> have to get caught somehow right so that's where i kind of start going "Mm, i don't know about this one yeah their own their own theories start unraveling like once once you start poking holes in it because yeah like i I agree (laughs) if there are multiples if there are a whole species of uh, sasquatch how is it we don't have any and that's the thing all the evidence usually seems to be a far off video camera it's all grainy and just not the best quality and and like also my i wouldn't even trust my own eyes if i thought i saw right right if i thought you, i you saw a sasquatch gone, i'm yeah. like i wouldn't even trust my own eyes because no, i feel you like think I you would, ate bad mushrooms or something yeah something like eh, i don't know because yeah unless i saw it clear as day if i just saw it out of the corner of my eye i'm like oh that's not sasquatch that's yeah, bear or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, unless, I don't... unless I'm like with, yeah, like you said, with, unless I'm within like 10 to 30 feet of one where I'm like, oh, 
that's definitely a Sasquatch. That's, that's what or that's something like. I've never seen before. Yeah, or, or that's something I've never seen before. That's like clearly a big human, hairy human, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just I don't know. I don't think I can buy into it. Yeah, I would I, I would probably think Mountain Man before I thought Sasquatch too. <laughs> exactly. You're like, <laughs> some what's that dirty sec- hippie doing out here? Some recluse in the mountain. <laughs> Why is he naked? <laughs> just starts pounding the chest. Um, yeah, well, I, I think that's an interesting dis- discussion. Hey, let us know, uh, what you guys think. Let us know if you have any other questions, any other topics you guys want us to debate, uh, kind of in the same realm. Um, but that kind of, that, that does it for this week's episode, guys. Uh, I thought it was another banger, right, Connor? Oh yeah. hundred percent, 100%, 100% banger every week. Uh, every week. Tell your friends, tell your families, make sure everybody's checking us out. And uh, you can follow me at the thrill can kill five on Instagram. Um, go check out our YouTube page. Like I said, we're we're uh, posting clips there. Uh, the two tight end. It's not the. It's just two tight ends uh, at, at YouTube.com. And Connor, where can where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me at moco It's the last name is C U D E. And uh, we might be making uh, our own like two tight ends social media just so we can have one place for everyone to go follow soon um so also like let us know if that's something you'd be interested in so that we can post news you can comment there things like that direct messages there and stuff like that yeah exactly we we might be doing that in the future but uh hey connor skids are for kids skids are for kids and if there's anything we've learned today it's that andrew has no taste buds he eats like a six-year-old and still does shaped macaroni over tubes and i'll leave it at that (laughs) but i beat that case baby (laughs) Uh. (laughs) yeah i got off those charges i mean allegedly sorry guys allegedly all right well have a good week guys uh see you next time see ya